With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to TNTradio.live. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right, we're launching into the second hour of State of the Nation right here. I'm Brian McLean, broadcasting live out of Central Texas for today's News Talk. And I'm here with Steve Hook out of Jersey Shore. Steve, here we go, man. Second hour, let's hour do two, it. Hour two, baby. Yeah, big one. A great guest. Yeah, yeah, we got great guests lined up. Uh, we got Andrew Langer, we got Jay Dyer, we got Jamie Hanshaw. This is going to be a fantastic hour. And I got a, uh, another banger of a headline here for you, Steve. Uh, crime pays, all right? Crime pays. Seattle pays 2020 BLM rioters $10 million over excessive force claims. Can you imagine this? So <laughs> peacefully protest at the Capitol before getting tear gassed by Capitol Police and possibly murdered by them? Biden DOJ will hunt you down and lock you up. Participate in a summer of anti-Trump chaos. Cities will pay you because the cops were mean. <laughs> while stopping you from smashing windows and setting fires. Uh, in the last year, Denver agreed to pay $4.7 million to 300 BLM rioters arrested in 2020. Isn't that amazing? Philadelphia coughed up $9 million. NYC is paying $13 million. Now Seattle has agreed to pay $10 million to 50 rioters injured by police in the summer of love riots wow steve so holy moly that is uh, a lot of uh is that taxpayer dollars are we giving out taxpayer how does this work who pays them yeah well yeah taxpayers we do the government pays them that's what they oh well, why are you worried about it the government's paying well who the hell do you think pays the government uh we do so this is absolutely absurd uh, and it comes as no shock. And you know what? It kind of <laughs> fits in with what we were talking about at the top of the first hour, which is DEI. Here we go again. Um, yeah. You know, these people uh, now, mind you, they basically destroyed uh, several businesses, quite a few businesses in Seattle uh, when they put up. What was the name of that little community in Seattle? They had Chaz uh, or the chop. Yeah, Chaz, Chaz or the chop. Yeah. Uh, they destroyed those businesses. Those people will not be on the receiving end of millions of dollars. They're just SOL. But the people that did it, the righteous freedom fighters that they are, uh, they're going to get paid a big, ha uh, fat, healthy check. And let's not forget about the, uh, the police precinct in Minneapolis that was burned to the ground. Those folks are probably going to get a little bit of money, too, for having to risk their life and limb to burn that building down. Um and, you know, then, of course, we can go to Portland, Oregon and talk about the federal courthouse that was firebombed. Was it like 68 days in a row? Those people probably deserve a little bit of money, too, for for taking on armed guards and armed, uh, you know, police and National Guards troops at the uh, at the federal courthouse. It's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, it is. It really is. I mean, what? Our show is called State of the Nation. This is a big statement about the state of our nation. You know, I'm yeah. I'm looking at this article. This is a this is a Tyler Durden post over at Zero Hedge that I was reading from, and he makes the most obvious point, which I read right out of the gates. There, 
you compare this to what happened at the Capitol. I mean, you can even compare what happened at the Capitol on J6 to other things that happened on the Capitol during the summer of love and look at them. And it's like, it's just an amazing, amazing difference. Um, and this is so much money. I mean, can you imagine that $10 million split between 50 people who claim they were injured by the police? I mean, yeah. uh, Steve, this is absolutely nuts. Like you said, you know, in Portland in, in particular, they had riots there nightly, weekly for like two years, it seemed like. It was like 172 straight days, if memory serves. And uh, it's just amazing that this much yeah. money is going into it. I, I, and it's 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 all so obvious what's, what, what it's about. It's about uh, pushing forward the agenda, staying straight with the narrative. I mean, I'll remember you mentioned what was going on uh, around the White House in 2020. Well, here's something that was going down. They tried to burn down the historic St. John's Church. They firebombed that. Let's not forget throwing frozen water bottles at police officers that were stationed around the White House. President Trump had to be rushed down to an underground bunker. And what did the media do? They ridiculed Trump and these and held these people up as good god-fearing Americans that are out fighting against this evil orange menace and that's the way they were treated. Uh and of course if you bring this stuff up hash what do they say on the other side? Oh that's what aboutism. What aboutism? No it's what isism. You burned <laughs> down is a police ism. precinct. You tried to burn down a historic church. That's what ism. Uh, you know it's just we're living in the After upside down man. Man, after the last eight years of what about isms coming from the lamestream mass media cartels, I got nothing but middle fingers for them when they, they try to do reverse what about ism. Get out of here with that. Nobody's buying that except your Kool-Aid drinking Jim Jones, you know, mind control victims at this point. The message being sent here is that it's okay if you're on the radical left to do radical, violent, political riots and that if you're on the right even slightly a little bit at all if you don't like your daughter getting raped in a school bed a school bathroom in virginia guess what the power of the system is coming for you you're a catholic with real catholic values you don't like the stuff that's going on guess what the irs is watching you you know, you go to you go to the Capitol to say, hey, I'd like to, you know, I'm just here to show my support for freedom and for the electoral process. I want to know what happened. The radical government will come for you and put you in gulag. So the message going forward is if you want to be a radical on the left, feel free, burn it down, do whatever you want. We may even pay you back if you get hit with a pepper spray or, you know, uh, a paintball filled with pepper spray or something. We'll give you you know, uh, part of $50 million for your service. Absolutely amazing, Steve. <laughs> even, even as you say it, and I've already read the story, I'm still just taken aback by it. I mean, you've got to be, uh, really psychic, you know, you, you must be emotionally broken if you can't see, uh, what's going on here with this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, the first clue I'm thinking, Hesher, should have been when uh, Kamala Harris went on one of the late night talk shows and laughed about the fact that she's bailing these people out. Now, juxtapose that with the fact that anyone who flew into the Capitol 
during the the days leading up to January 6, 2021, anyone, whether you even made it to the mall, you may have been going to a dental convention. Well, you're you're now under watch by the NSA, the FBI, and all the other three-letter agencies. But if you were yourself a member of either Antifa or Black Lives Matter, you get paid. Uh, it's it, it like I said, we're living in the upside down. Pretty stupid. It is. It is unbelievable at this point. I mean, how we got so upside down is, uh, well, I, you know, <laughs> it's a long story. We need a longer Dude. show. We're going to yeah, need a exactly. bigger show. We do. It's like uh, being on the Jaws boat. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger show. <laughs> All right. Do you have an upcoming community event, a rally, a march, a festival, fundraiser that could use with some free promotion? We'd love to promote it for you here at TNT. Simply visit our What's On Events calendar on the TNT website and submit your event details, and we'll get the word out on TNT. There's a lot going on, so it's important to stay informed and up to date. Get ready, because here we go. At the top, 30 minutes past and when it breaks. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, Steve, we're going to be joined by Jay Dyer in a bit here, but while we get ready for Jay's arrival here, I got to throw this one out there because this dovetails in with what we were talking about in the first hour with regards to this proposed border shutdown deal, this whole bipartisan fantasy land that we're talking about, um, which we talked about with David, you know, and and David makes some good points. Um, I don't know that we would agree wholeheartedly with everything that he had to say, but at the same time, I kind of do. It's, uh, it's interesting, the nuance that David brings to this discussion. But one of the things that we didn't get to talk about with David um, is this, this idea of this... Um, aid package that would include money for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Okay, so House Speaker Mike Johnson has dispelled President Joe Biden's lie that Congress needs to act to pass a $110 billion aid package, which would include money for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, a bill, mind you, that would still allow as many as 150,000 illegal crossings per month which amounts to 1.8 million per year before any of the proposed border shutdown authorities would be triggered. Isn't that interesting? We're just going to trigger it at a certain, every time we hit like something that would bump us up above that 1.8 million per year, we're going to have this new authority, all this new money to trigger a border shutdown, whatever that means. Um, and that doesn't even address the gotaways, Steve. So um, Mike Johnson, the house speaker continued and said, quote, president Biden, falsely claimed yesterday he needs Congress to pass a new law to allow him to close the southern border, but he knows that is untrue. As I explained to him in a letter late last year, you have specifically reiterated to him on multiple occasions since he can and must take executive action immediately to reverse the catastrophe he's created. So this whole idea of like, I can't do anything without between 48 and $110 billion dollars what is, I mean, it's almost like a shakedown. It's like, well, I can limit it to 1.8 million per year. If you, if you supply this money, that's going to go to, you know, triple front wars. Um, it's, it's, it's really staggering, Steve, to see this, these things be tried to, you know, tied together. Yeah. Well, you know, he can only get away with it because he's a Democrat and the media is in the back pocket or vice versa. You know, it's a, it's a very symbiotic relationship between the media and uh, Democrats these days. They are really all part of the same monster here. 
Uh, the thing is, is look, we all know what the border is all about, why they're doing this, why Biden is doing this, and really why uh, Obama is probably directing a lot of this from his uh, palatial estate in Martha's Vineyard. And he's doing it for one reason, congressional redistricting. I said this over and over again. This doesn't have a damn thing to do with the illegals voting. They don't need to vote. Their very presence gives them more uh, power inside the legislature. If you all of a sudden increase the presence of uh, not citizens, but population in a certain district, guess what? They get a new congressional district out of that deal. Who do you think that who do you think is going to get that seat? That's going to be a Democrat. And then this is just in hash. George Soros is and this doesn't come as a shock at all to anybody that's been paying attention. George Soros is pouring millions and millions of dollars into your state into the Lone Star State, because their big plan is, for one, screw up all congressional districts from sea to shining sea, but for two, flip Texas blue. If that happens, the representative republic is over. It's done. And Soros is doing everything he can to drive his army spike right through the heart of our democracy. They, they pretend they care so much about the democracy. They don't give a rip about it. They care about the... Uh, uh, about their power, and that's about it. So, I don't know, man. This Langford bill reeks to high heaven, and you know, you're right. I agreed with a lot, a lot of what David said, but no, stop all border crossings, and then we'll talk about fixing the problem. Yeah, it needs to. It, I'm sorry, everything he said is true with regards to it needs to um, upgrade the system. I agree. But um, there are other things we can do to fix our replacement rate, like stop, you know, sterilizing people with mRNA shots, for one, stop sterilizing people with culture warfare, stop traumatizing people with with all this insanity. You know, there's so many things that could be done here in within our own borders, within our own culture to reverse the cultural warfare. But none of it means anything when we just buried 100,000 people in chemical warfare victims. And we're going to bury another hundred thousand more at the end of this year, if if things don't get worse. You know, it's only yeah. January. It's only yeah. January. <laughs> if things don't get worse, dot 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 is probably one of the scariest things that you know I've said. You know, this year so far because we know it's going yeah. to get worse. It's going to get worse, and we saw that letter we talked about it last week on State of the Nation. That letter from all these former very high-ranking CIA guys. Uh, they were station chiefs, and uh, uh, they were uh, committee chairs and whatnot, and they all said the same thing. We are under invasion right now. This is the scariest time, and nobody cares. What we're concerned about is the fact that that kiss between, between uh, Taylor Swift and uh, and Kelsey, after that unbelievably uh, great football game yesterday, that looked like they were in love, Hesher. I don't know. I'm I'm sensing wedding bells in the future. That's what the American people are being told to focus on while our system is being broken from within and it's being done. It, that's being done for very nefarious, uh, nefarious reasons. And the media is just basically going blackout on it. It's sick. Yeah. I'm smelling dollar signs for them, Steve. I don't know about weddings and uh, love and all that <laughs> stuff, but I'm smelling dollar, dollar bills, my friend, because uh, her boyfriend there, he got $20 million from Pfizer. He gets $17 million from the NFL. I saw people saying that, that that game last night was possibly thrown 
and that there could be a grand conspiracy to get the Chiefs in the Super Bowl so that he and Taylor Swift can get up there and try to influence the election. I don't know if there's uh, credence to that or not, but I I watched that game. I don't anybody. I don't think it. I don't think it was thrown, but I'll tell you one thing. Nobody at NFL HQ is at all upset about this. And I'll tell you why. Because the female viewership of NFL games, when Travis Kelsey and the Taylor Swift show come to town, has gone up exponentially. They've noticed it. It has worked. It has worked to their benefit. Uh, But here's another thing that's crazy. Taylor Swift's cat, her cat, has a TikTok account. (laughs) <laughs> that TikTok account is worth an estimated eighty-seven million dollars. Her cat. Uh, and broke ass doesn't want to hear this news, Steve. You're not I know. I here. know. You know. I, I can't hate the girl. Like you can't hate somebody for doing it. But I mean, it's just. But the, the fact that we're even talking about this is exactly my point. It's it, it, you could you could view it as a psyop. Although I genuinely believe they are genuinely in a relationship that is just being taken advantage of the NFL for pure greed uh, and pure money, uh, bottom line. And the government, apparently Biden is going to try and start wooing Taylor Swift in the run up to the election. Gee, I wonder what she's going to be posting on TikTok, especially her cat's account. Ugh. I don't even like this. I don't like this trajectory at all. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a word from the station here. When we come back, Jay Dyer is going to join us right here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk, TNT. TNT's Bruce DeTorres. The Who's proposed treaty will increase man-made pandemics by Merrill Nass. Just a minute about this. This report is designed to help readers think about some big topics, how to really prevent pandemics and biological warfare. How to assess proposals by the WHO and its members for responding to pandemics. And whether we can rely on our health officials to navigate these areas in ways that make sense and will help the population. populations. We start with a history of biological arms control and rapidly move to the COVID pandemic, eventually arriving at plans to protect the future. She didn't put protect in quotes. But I just did verbally. World Stage and Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk TNT. I'm just going to do a little voice. I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me. And I was trying to figure it out. And I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old, and it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day, looked at myself in the mirror, and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. 
we know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything. Did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before, but you made it into a problem, and now your body image issues are worse. That's not supposed to happen. What do we do now? D-Trans, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to PragerU.com. So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now, or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Aliens and UFOs have been the subject of headlines for decades. With a bit of an uptick, you probably noticed in 2022 and 2023, most recently in July of 2023, a former U.S. intelligence official, one David Grush, said in a congressional hearing that, quote-unquote, non-human biologics were at alleged crash sites. Now cut to this month, January of 2024, an amateur video circulating online purportedly showing an alien at a Miami shopping center on January 1st, which sent social media in the United States into a frenzy. The video many claims showed a figure that was at least 2.4 meters tall, strolling outside the Bayside Marketplace shopping center. It sparked claims on social media that aliens had landed on Earth and all of a sudden edited videos of people running in fear were added to the Miami footage and cooler heads were off to the convoluted social media races to try and figure this out. Joining us now to give us his take on the event, the various reactions to the event, and the reactions to the reaction analyses of this event is author, host, film and media analyst, comedian, and founder of jaysanalysis.com uh, and the Jay Dyer YouTube channel. Jay Dyer, welcome back to State of the Nation. Start us off and let's unpack this event a little bit from your perspective. Yeah, thanks, Hash. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, I did follow the story uh, from the time that it popped up up until it seems to kind of have a life of its own now where it keeps getting revived due to new people adding in their own testimony and first person uh, supposed uh, claims about being at the mall and seeing what happened. <clears throat> I thought it was suspicious from the get go because we didn't have any real evidence or video uh, proof of anything initially. The first thing that we saw about this event was that there was something happening in Miami. There was a large number of police cars. And the first question that people were raising online was, why would you have so many police cars? Basically, a giant portion of the Miami force at a, a mall when supposedly it was just a few teenagers, four or five teenagers setting off fireworks and, and acting crazy. Well, first of all, if fireworks are going off, <laughs> you might think that his gun's going off, right? So they might have thought... This is initially a shooting event, a mass shooting event at a mall or something like that. A lot of people are running and going crazy. <clears throat> and so later, this sort of alien narrative got tacked on. And the first piece of evidence that was shown to prove, quote, aliens <clears throat> was a video that you see from a uh, it looks like a, a police uh, you know, helicopter flying over and, and you see what looks like something walking next to a structure. There's actually a high def video of that same footage from another angle. And you can see that it's actually three people walking, 
but on the other video it's blurred and so the three people walking kind of looks like one big giant figure but on the other video it's pretty clearly you know you can you can tell it's three separate people walking so that one i think is pretty easily debunked um then you have people coming on uh uh youtube twitter TikTok saying i was there i saw uh beings i saw a portal all these kind of wild claims there's basically two or three people a couple suspicious twitter profiles popped up claiming that the airlines had been shut down um as far as i could tell that wasn't true i did dig into that um it was just a twitter profile claiming that i couldn't find any other uh web evidence going to the various airlines and seeing if anything had been shut down i, I didn't see that so a lot of this was kind of stoked it looks like via twitter and via TikTok and people's firsthand accounts. But there was a news report that came out, I think the next day, and they said, no, we got a call because we thought there was a shooting. We thought there was uh, perhaps a mass casualty event. That's why there's so many police there. Then again, we got more claims of UFO stuff because <clears throat> other videos came out alleging that New Year's Eve that night, there were two separate UFO events in Miami. People were then creatively sort of tying this to uh the the mall event um i mean and i did watch and look at the videos of the supposed ufos i mean i don't know what they are they could be drones they could be a light show it could be could be different types of things that that fit the bill but again as you pointed out it kind of the, the story took on a life of its own it kind of keeps living via people coming and saying oh i was there and i saw aliens and i saw a portal and all this kind of stuff yeah so hey jay it's good to see you steve hook yes sir. um yeah, it, it, we're going to take a break here for a headline, but I, I would just posit that perhaps there was an uh, Aunt Annie's pretzel shop there because, I mean, I'll drive five miles for an Aunt Annie's pretzel. So maybe, just maybe, uh, some some aliens decided to stop in. And, I, and breaking news here, folks, you heard it here on State of the Nation first. You can't believe everything you read on the Internet, even the videos. Uh, let's take a breather for headlines. We'll come back and we'll talk about this. Uh, not just the Miami event, uh, Jay, but also this all of a sudden trickling out of UFOs and aliens and all of this. Is this a psyop or is there or is it truth or could it perhaps be a little bit of both? You're watching State of the Nation. We'll be right back with our guest, Jay Dyer, right after this on today's News Talk TNT. Big news, news, news. Story which contains more than first meets the ear. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Iranian Foreign Ministry spokesman Nasir Kanani has denied Tehran's involvement in the drone attack on a U.S. base in Jordan, which resulted in the death of three U.S. service members and left over 30 wounded. NBC's News has reported that the White House is considering the possibility of delaying or slowing down the delivery of offensive weapons to Israel. This contemplation is in response to Israel's request for additional military aid, including advanced aerial bombs and air defense systems. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation on TNT. Our guest today is Jay Dyer. And we've been talking about this crazy story that blew up out of Miami. Apparently what started as perhaps a gang fight or just teenagers uh, beating the crap out of each other and then lighting fireworks has now turned into an alien story. Uh, go figure. 
But, you know, Jay, I would say that the reason that people buy into this stuff is because we've seen so many videos, the Tic Tac videos, the USS Nimitz videos, all of this stuff that's basically been thrown in our face, probably in large part because the Congress said we're going to have a hearing on this. What do you think is going on here with all this UFO uh, stuff that we're hearing about? Is it a major, is it a big psyop just to kind of distract us from something else? Yeah, I'm definitely in the PSYOP camp. Uh, I wrote a couple books on Hollywood and how movies and alien propaganda is used for social engineering. And I've been talking about how uh, I think that they will utilize a lot of the uh, the alien mythos to try to steer uh, and, and move us in the direction of something like a technocratic government. So I think in as far as it's useful to that agenda, they will continue to push it uh, as kind of a replacement mythos for the West. If you go back to the earliest days of the so-called alien phenomena, you know, we had Roswell, which I'm very dubious uh, of. I think it's very suspicious. But the the story of Roswell is really the same stuff that Gorush repackages, right? There's nothing new here. It's just the the same old claims of, oh, we found the bodies. We found the the biologics, non-biologics, whatever. Um, But from the earliest days of this this phenomenon beyond Roswell, we start to notice patterns of deception, fraud, immediate uh, CIA involvement with the character of Alan Dulles, for example, who would actually run point and prosecute and legally go after anyone that would challenge the story or the claims of the first famous abductee, George Adamski. And the reason people uh, challenged this was that Adamski's story was basically lifted from a famous science fiction novel. So why would we have the head of the CIA running point to defend and go after anyone challenging this absolute loon? This guy basically had started a cult. And we see the same pattern with people after that as well, with Betty and Barney Hill. Their mythology and story of the aliens is lifted directly from sci-fi texts. And... um, you know, you go back to the earliest days of the phenomenon as well. It, it comes out of Rand Corporation writings of Dr. Lip, Dr. James Lip, who talked about how alien mythologies and these kinds of things could basically, in a way, be covered for uh, black ops technology, for nuclear research, for, um, you know, something going on at military bases that they don't want the public knowing about. You know, the alien story uh, uh, is useful for many different reasons. And one of those is as a distraction. And I believe in a longer term scale, it's useful for uh, uh, basically giving us a new mythology. So so what is there? Are there any other benefits to an intelligence agency running this kind of stuff? Because you and I have talked about the documentary film mirage men before i think you're the one that turned me on to that movie and that film was a bit of a game changer i think because it illustrates in a in a very cut and dry way the amount of effort that uh some government agencies and entities will put into um ensuring that the story the the ufo narrative the little green men narrative the abduction narrative the you know uh mutilating cow narratives that that all sticks inside the little green men theory what 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 do they what's the benefit there aside from sort of hijacking culture religion maybe some other things yeah i'm glad you mentioned mirage men because they interview various counterintelligence uh officials and people who have been involved in projects uh, for example, with the Air Force, Richard Doty is one of the people in that uh, documentary that's interviewed. And they talked about how they would choose certain people to disseminate alien disinformation by design. So they picked people who were kind of narcissistic, kind of, you know, drama queens. They wanted the attention. They felt special. 
And we've seen really a cavalcade of these kinds of characters and they're mentioned in the documentary. Um, more recently, we have figures like Bob Lazar, who's had a very shady past, but appears to be one of the main disseminators of the idea that we're re-engineering the supposedly uh, crash craft and so forth. Um, but again, I think it serves a lot of different uses, this narrative, this, this cover story. It functions, as we said, in the Cold War period, particularly as a kind of a deflection. So if you're working on technology that you don't want foreign governments involved in, you don't want uh, reporters snooping around, you put out a kind of a fake, a cover story as a thing for them to, uh, to chase, a red herring to go after down here while you're doing the real research over here. Um, yeah, uh, uh, there's a great book on this by the Collins brothers. It's called uh, Invoking the Beyond. Actually, I actually have it right here with me. Uh, and the, the middle four or 500 pages of this book is actually just devoted to an investigation, the whole history of the alien uh, phenomena, UFO phenomenon from a PSYOPs perspective. And so they outline some of these famous cases that I mentioned earlier of, of sus activity and the men in black being involved, which is usually, you know, some kind of intelligence operative going going and sort of creating or, or giving the mythology to news reporters or to people who supposedly were abducted. I think that's a much more um, sensible, coherent explanation for the phenomenon. I mean, I definitely think there are unexplained things that happen, but none of those unexplained things, in my view, as I understand it, proves or in any way points to there being extra biological entities that are visiting us or something like that. In fact, even some of the people who support the phenomena, uh, like the famous uh, uh, computer scientist Jacques Vallée, he, he speaks of this as a terrestrial phenomena that is a what he calls a global deception. Um, so he never really, we don't know exactly what he means by that, but he's essentially implying that you have deep state individuals involved in foisting upon us a, a, a very nefarious deception. Jay, let me ask you, um, I, could it be both? I mean, look, I, I, I told Hesher off air. Uh, I have a cousin that was a, a pilot. He's long since retired. He used to fly off uh, aircraft carriers. He's a, a Navy pilot. Uh, then he worked uh, doing transatlantic flights for uh, one of the major airline carriers. And I asked him straight up. I said, have you seen anything? And he said, oh, yeah. He goes, I've seen it. He goes, anybody that says, he goes, any pilot that's been in the air for more than 2,000 hours uh, that says, especially doing transatlantics, that says he hasn't seen anything that he can't explain is lying because they've yeah. seen it. A lot of them mm -hmm. don't want to say it because it jeopardizes their career. Uh, but this is a guy I've known since birth. And he's not BSing. He's not lying. He says, he goes, he goes I can tell you we've seen stuff off of our uh you know, just I'd, I, you know, seen it yeah. out of the windows that is no, no, uh, no a means of exhaust, no heat signature, nothing. He goes, I've seen it as a Navy pilot and as a commercial pilot. So my mm -hmm. point is, could it be both? Could it be that we really are there? There really is something very odd going on here, maybe extraterrestrial, maybe terrestrial, who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, but that they use the UFO like you said, as kind of the red herring to throw this over here to get your attention on that so they can go act over here. Do you think it's possible? Because, I mean, it just seems like it'd be crazy to think that we're the only thing, uh, the only uh, intelligent life form uh, in the universe or the many different universes that may exist if you follow the string theory, multiverse crap and all that. What do you think? Well, there definitely are unexplained phenomena. I, I concede that. Um, 
a lot of world religions could give different types of accounts of what those beings might be angels demons that kind of thing um there's also blue beam which is the you know long rumored project uh, of sophisticated forms of holograms that could be uh playing a role in this as well so you know there's no hard way to absolutely prove or disprove anybody's specific events or claims you know short of like you know being there yourself or recording it in a in a way that you know isn't cgi right i mean it's it's just hard to know in every one of these instances what is what but what what i'm getting at i guess is that uh from my perspective and i've looked at the ufo phenomenon going back to about 2005 six seven and i've read quite a bit on it and studied it uh it's not my main bag but I've, i've studied it quite a bit i've just never seen anything that convinces me or makes me think that there's evidence of extra biological entities visiting us or that they've seeded us in some sort of panspermia type of thing. Um, Those are typically the theories that people will tie to the alien story uh, to try to, I think, give us a direction into social engineering. So Mm -hmm. while I do admit there's certainly unexplained phenomena and, uh, you know, I've seen weird things at night out in the sky and I can't really explain what it was, but none of that really leads me to the the non sequitur or the conclusion that therefore it's entities visiting me from another planet that have, you know, short four foot gray builds and big bug eyes i mean i i just don't see anything that that proves that but that's usually where they want to take it yeah yeah they go there quickly and social media man now with the mommy bloggers out there boy they really elevate to this one i saw that a lot of that and it's good it's good for clicks it's good for follows it's good food for thought but uh yeah, that non sequitur. Yeah, well, it was one of the mommy bloggers, exactly, Hesher, that was like really pushing the Miami alien story. Yeah. That she's like, she's like the aunt, the Karen on TikTok that, yes. you know, tells you <laughs> that there's aliens and there's, you know, dimensions and portals and. <laughs> yes. God bless the mommy bloggers. Well, uh, keep up the good work, uh, mommy bloggers. And uh, Jay Dyer, thank you so much. I want to point people to your YouTube. You're at Jay Dyer on YouTube, on Rockfin basically uh, across most social media. You can pick up Jay's books at jaysanalysis.com. You can pick up our next guest books there as well. We're going to be joined by Jamie Hanshaw in the next segment. So um, your viewers will definitely know what that's going to be about. And we'll stay tuned for that because she's coming up next. Jay, uh, and you can also be found at InfoWars in the guest slot on uh, random Fridays throughout the month. So uh, find Jay over there as well. Jay, thank you so much for joining us, man. And we'll look forward to Absolutely. having you back on again yeah. real soon. Thanks, Anytime. Yeah, thank right. you guys. Okay, thanks, Jay. This is State of the Nation at today's News Talk TNT. Here's a bushfire fact. Bushfires can occur without warning. So if you're traveling during bushfire season, here are three simple steps to remember. One, check the fire danger rating before you go. The higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. 2. Think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? And where would you go? Check if there's a neighbourhood safer place. 3. It's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, Park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire, and turn the engine off. 
Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit myfireplan.com.au today. You're with Brian McLean and Steve Hook and State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Our next guest is a well-known author, speaker, and researcher. She grew up in the 80s and 90s and was exposed very early to the growing world of truth seekers, alternative historians, and the current events of the time. She's also well-versed in subjects such as the occult activities of secret societies, the Freemasons, magic, sorcery, Kabbalistic rituals, and Hollywood trauma-based mind control. She's the host of Out of This World with Jamie Hanshaw on YouTube. Jamie, welcome to State of the Nation. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? Oh, we're great. We're great. It's great to have you on State of the Nation once again. Now, today, I'm curious, you know, in, in the lead in there, I was talking about your background, you know, and, you know, you and I met uh, through Jay many years ago, and I've always been impressed with your your knowledge on these things. And, you know, as someone who's been in, you know, independent media for quite a while now, you know, I saw you speaking with um, with our colleague and friend Benny Wills about this on a recent episode of Out of This World. And I was really intrigued by you guys' take on the state of alternative and independent media. And you used the word entropy in the movement during <laughs> that interview. And I thought that was really telling. I mean, what what tell us a little bit about that discussion and, and your thoughts on the current state of alternative and independent media. Yeah, it's really interesting to be an observer for all of these years, maybe almost 20 years um, doing this. Uh, I got into the conspiracy woo-woo stuff maybe in like 2005, 2006, very heavily um, into a lot of things that I have changed my mind about. Actually, I've been doing a lot of live streams on my YouTube channel um, about what I used to think and what uh, the steps that I went through and what I presently think right now is a lot different than that. But um, I have been around in this milieu for a long time. I like to say that I'm the Forrest Gump of conspiracy I was always there, but you didn't know who I was, but I was like always in the background doing something. So yeah, it's been a weird um, spectacle. I think 2023 was probably the worst year for independent alt media as far as who got out ahead and who received the most attention and how they're getting attention. And it's just a really strange um, phenomena to observe what we have started calling rage farming now is the new way to get people engaged in your content. Wow. Rage farming. Yes. Rage farming. So, so in other words, you go after a hot button subject. Mm -hmm. um, if there was any way you could tie uh, the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift romance into a UFO uh, storyline, you're going to get a lot of clicks. Is what you're saying, right? Hey, I can do that though. <laughs> It'll take me a couple hours, but I can connect all those dots for you if you like. But that's where um, you can <laughs> visit my live streams and talk about that stuff. But you're not very far off um, talking about Taylor Swift and the coming UFO invasion. Um, I just did a live a couple of weeks ago detailing um, all Taylor Swift's career, her background, which then later I found out that one of her, like her great grandfather was involved in the um, creation of the Federal Reserve. 
And then it also came out that NATO was looking into recruiting Taylor Swift for their uh, foreign policy uh, endeavors. So it's getting weird. It's getting big. I do consider Taylor Swift one of the people who would be a prominent candidate for the Monarch Mind Control program. And I have a lot written about that in my book on Hollywood Mind Control, where I do five case studies of pop uh, pop stars and their involvement in um, possibly in the Monarch Mind Control program. Wow. Interesting. Um, give us an example. Why don't you go ahead and give us an example before we get back into like state of the truth movement here. Okay. Um, so... What we're seeing here and what I do is look at a cult. So I look at black, I call my show on Rockfin Defense Against the Dark Arts. So we read a lot of occult texts. We read a lot of Thelema, Alistair Crowley, um, black magic, stuff like that, mind control, uh, sociological experimenting. Um, <clears throat> and it seems like what the occult is geared towards, what the great work now has become uh, is communicating with extraterrestrials actually invoking ETs from beyond. They call it uh, transplutonic magic. So magic from outer space, uh, invoking entities in yourself and using um, practices like sex magic to incarnate different beings on the earth, which they call the X-Men or the children with uh, supernatural abilities. Wow. Right? Wow. <laughs> which is such I know a, which it's is, a lot. It's a lot. It is, but it's it. We see it all over the place. I mean, um, for example, there was that guy. I can't recall his last name right now. I think his name is Jamie. He represents um, the uh, the Atlantic Council. <clears throat> he was on Joe Rogan a few years back, talking about how uh, in it, within ten years, I think this has been a minute since I watched this interview, but uh, he was there telling Rogan that within ten years. Uh, most people won't be um, procreating via traditional means. If you get my drift, uh, it will be basically test tube babies and that we absolutely will have the ability to create X-Men style babies or at least designer babies of, you know, your choosing. Like, you know, like a, like a parent is someone scrolling through Amazon or like Ikea or something like that and just, you know, clicking the checkboxes they want. So um, there's definitely some big powers in, uh, in in global governance and culture jamming that talk about this. So, yeah, what we're talking about is kind of like transhumanism plus uh, a cult, which science and technology always have that uh, flavor the, of, you know, technology being um, magic is applied science that becomes the technology of the future, right? So what they are interested in is contacting spirits from the other side and um, using the generative principle um, of sexuality or sex to produce things other than children. So this is what um, your OTO and your Typhoon OTO, um, your Thelema, what they call moon children and everything like this is um, gaining worldly power, gaining uh, material wealth or whatever you want using sex um, and excluding the, the birth of an actual live baby, it becomes something that is produced in the material world um, for you if you choose not to have a child. 
Wow. And so this goes right into antinatalism. Um, this goes into the uh, the climate change, the get the population down, because uh, what they want is anything besides what is natural. So we talk a lot about how the dark occult is an inversion of um, Christianity and uh, just like a turning upside down of everything that would be natural and a gift from God, they use it uh, for their own self and their own will and their own, um, what they call getting in touch with your holy guardian angel. But I put on my live a picture of what they uh, drew to be the guardian angel, and it looks exactly like a devil. And that comes from the um, science fiction story, Childhood's Ends by Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, how about that? Well, there you go. So yeah. it, it, it sounds like now, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, Jamie, but it sounds like you you just get on these these quests to, to understand this stuff better. See, I, I would have a tough time with this because I would be going down every freaking rabbit hole that was there. And I have. then I <laughs> and then I would lose all sense of what's real and what maybe what I'm thinking and is I real did. is. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and I'm you know, back, I'm, and so I'm trying to tell y'all what happened. Yeah. Well, you know, it, this, this is this is like we're we're kind of jokingly tongue in cheek talking about Taylor Swift. Now, yeah. here's where I come down on these things. I don't think Taylor Swift would be wittingly involved in any of this crap. She might get wittingly involved in a political race uh, because that's her politics. But 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 when you start saying, well, NATO's going to use her for this, that, and the other. I just can't see Taylor Swift uh, being uh, that important. I think that she may be a, a useful vessel for certain governments because of her popularity. Therefore, mm -hmm. they would jump on the bandwagon of let's rope. It could be Taylor Swift. Hell, it could be Mick Jagger. I don't know. But using their popularity to push a narrative, not so much their ability in and of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yes. And that's a point that I like to stress is that I don't think these girls are evil and wicked. I think they've been through something that has fractured their personality and that they have, um, you know, a dissociative identity disorder. And so it's not their core personality that wakes up and says, oh, I'm going to join evil today and I'm going to do everything I can to uh, push this one world agenda. I don't even think that they have that um, mentality at all, but they probably have grown up in a um, environment that was abusive that was um, most likely satanic that they were handed over to handlers who knew exactly what they were doing in a systematic way to torture them and to um you know get them to disassociate and fragment their personality so that one can do a project and the other part of the personality doesn't know what happened so they've used this um in espionage for a long time they use these people for couriers they use them to uh deliver sensitive information that that then they will act forget after they have delivered delivered their uh, mission or what have you so there's all kinds of ways that you can utilize uh, a manchurian candidate so if you're not uh, familiar with what i'm talking about you can go watch manchurian candidate um so it's you know basically they they create a total mind control slave that uh is not always aware of what is happening to them. So they're not choosing yeah. to work for Biden. But in her mind, she probably thinks, you know, the Democrats and the liberals are for love and they're for peace and they're for unity and, and you know, all of these false uh, 
ideas that they put out there. So she thinks in her mind, she's doing the right thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> By supporting Biden. Right. And there's precedence for this uh, in the past, right? I mean, like, uh, didn't um, Kanye and Michael Jackson and Britney Spears all get checked into the same Stanford research labs when they had their little meltdowns that required, you know, uh, mental health treatments? Oh, yes. And Britney Spears is a um, very good example of what can happen if you just push somebody too far. Um, and it just starts to break down and without proper therapy, without proper, um, you know, integration and therapists that can help you work out what has been done to you, you're going to spiral and you're just going to make a lot of weird Instagrams and TikToks like Britney Spears has been doing. But she also gives a lot of clues. She gives a lot of um, breadcrumbs, hints here and there too, that she's fighting some kind of mental uh giant mental illness and trying to break free from that. I have done uh, at least 10 hours of shows um, on Britney Spears alone. We've covered her childhood. We covered her career. We've covered her involvement with um, Disney and the Monarch Mind Control Program. We've covered her new book. We've covered her Project Rose. Um, so all of these uh, you know, we're never like proved wrong. All we get is just more confirmation bias on our side that that we were right all along about these things. Wow. Yeah. That's that's just crazy. I mean, I, I I'm kind of at a loss for words, Asher. Uh <laughs> let me ask you this. Monarch mind control. Uh-huh. This sounds like a black op. Uh yeah, this us, sounds like a the, yeah, give, give us, give a us the monarch what rundown that is. in like 90 seconds. Okay. We got about a minute. Ted talk half. monarch mind control. So um in, in the um in the nineteen forties and fifties, the Nazis perfected this idea that you could, um, under systematic torture, you could cause somebody to make amnesic barriers in their brain between personalities. And then by code words and triggers, you could summon up different parts that you have created in this person to um, fulfill the tasks that you want them to do. So you can see how valuable this would be in um, espionage and spycraft, right? <clears throat> And so what they call him is a total mind control slave. And the first symbol of this is the monarch butterfly. So I go and I detail in my books all about how all of these major pop stars, the ones that make it big, Britney, Beyonce, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Lady Gaga, all have starting out have this butterfly symbolism and they use the monarch butterfly because that's what cued them in um when they were doing these studies about epigenetic memory which is uh, instincts or things yeah. that are passed down because of monarch butterfly they don't jamie, make the we whole gotta operation. we gotta leave it right there we're, we're up against okay. the clock jamie at jamie l hanshaw on x.com jamie hanshaw 4378 on youtube check out her books weird stuff available at jaysanalysis.com thanks jamie this is